Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to Off in the S's, a podcast focusing on the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. I'm your host, Stu, and on today's show... The Indianapolis Motor Speedway is one of the most well-known racetracks in the entire world. It plays host to one of the crown gems of motorsports in the Indy 500, but it has also played host to other world-class racing such as F1, NASCAR, and IndyCar. This year, though, IMSA makes their return to Indy for the first time since 2014 for the TireRack.com Battle on the Bricks. Now, off the top here, I just want to cover a few small news items. Starting with a team's return to the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship grid. Lone Star Racing has confirmed that they will be back on the grid with a GTD entry this weekend at the Battle of the Bricks. The team previously competed in IMSA up until 2019, but returned earlier this year running a Mercedes in the GS class of the Michelin Pilot Challenge. Scott Andrews and Anton Diaz Pereira will run the ride. They're actually going to be doing double duty in that Mercedes as they'll be competing in the four-hour-long Michelin Pilot Challenge race on Saturday and the two-hour and 40-minute-long IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship race on Sunday. Team Korthoff Motorsports has changed its name to Korthoff Preston Motorsports. The name change, which is the second in the past two seasons, is made to reflect the contributions of team manager Walton Preston, who has over five decades of experience working in motorsports. There are no other changes being made to the team other than just this name change. And IMSA has moved the sale in six hours of the Glen after it was previously unveiled to have a conflict with the 24 hours of spa. Really, all I have to say to this one is, well done, IMSA. This is something that had to happen. And just please, we're not going to have to talk about at least one of the conflicts next season. Now, you'll recall back in the episode that I did on the schedule release that I talked about how difficult it would have been for IMSA to plan around all these events. Uh, In particular, this Spa 24, F1 has been changing their date a lot, which in turn was moving the 24 hours of Spa around, and I think it just kind of coincided that this is how the cookie crumbled, but really glad that IMSA was able to get together with all of their stakeholders and move the date forward a week. So yes, the new date for the six hours of the Glen will be June 20th to 23rd, 2024. And I'm also super excited to announce the return of an IMSA and WEC-themed podcast that you might be interested in. The Rain Race podcast returns to discuss everything going on in the world of the WEC and IMSA with news, analysis, and discussion about previous races. It's co-hosted by GT Rain and myself over on the GT Rain YouTube channel, and you can catch the live video version of the show there. Tuesday nights, 8 o'clock Eastern Time, and we'll do an episode every week after a race in the WEC or IMSA. Otherwise, during the off-season, it will be bi-weekly, still in that Tuesday night time slot. Of course, the audio-only version is going to be available wherever you listen to podcasts. I will link everything down in the description below, and I hope to see some of you in the comments on one of our live shows. All right, let's get into some indie-related stuff now. We always start off with the BOP. Not too many big changes on the GTP side. Acura gains three kilograms of weight. Meanwhile, BMW and Porsche, they gain one kilogram of weight. Cadillac stays the same. All manufacturers except for Acura are going to have 
one kilowatt less available maximum power. So really just a couple small tweaks there. I wouldn't say that's anything crazy. However, we do start to see some big changes in the GTD classes. On the weight side of things, McLaren will carry an additional 20 kilograms of weight. Mercedes sheds 30 kilograms of weight and Porsche will gain an additional 10 kilograms of weight. There's also a number of restrictor diameter changes as well. Corvette is going to have a 0.3 millimeter smaller air restrictor. Meanwhile, Lexus will have a one millimeter smaller air restrictor and Porsche will feature a three and a half millimeter larger air restrictor. Some some additional power coming the way of that Porsche. Also should be noted that BMW also sees a power restriction that's gonna cost them about six horsepower. So you look at that, you see the BMW and the Lexus, arguably two of the strongest GT cars on the grid this year and they are seeing some significant reductions to their power. We'll see how that plays out this weekend. Ah yes, now the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Well, IMSA last made the trip to Indy in 2014, but prior to that, they had made visits to the historic track in 2012 and 2013 as part of the Rolex Sports Car Series calendar. And while sports cars have been a more regular visit to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway in recent years with events such as SRO's Indy 8 Hour, the track is always going to be best known for its crown jewel race, the Indy 500. Small portions of the 14 turn 2.43 mile or 3.9 kilometer road course use very selected portions of the oval track, but the majority of the racing is going to take place on the infield course where it's virtually flat as a pancake, not really any elevation in there, and not really much camber in the corners. However, if you're looking for passing opportunities, there are a few around this track. The best one, I would say, is at the end of the long front straightaway going into turn one, a heavy braking zone into sort of a 90-degree right-hander. I think we're going to see a lot of passing take place there. There's also another great opportunity on the, we'll call it the infield straightaway here that heads into turn seven, another long straightaway into a braking zone for a 90 degree corner. I think this is another spot where we're gonna try and see some outbreaking take place. We'll see if that ends up good or bad. And then I think we could see some overtakes going into turn 12. You get a good run coming around sort of a sweeping right-hander, then there's an opportunity to make a pass going into turn 12. Now, this year's edition of the Battle on the Bricks will only be a two-hour and 40-minute race, but it has already been confirmed that next year's race in 2024, it will be made into a Michelin Endurance Cup race that will be six hours in length. And for all the hype around this returned Indy, it is met with a very strong 48-car grid. They're going to be spread across all five IMSA classes, with 10 GTPs, 7 LMP2s, 9 LMP3s, 5 GTD Pros, and 17 GTD competitors. As I mentioned, the last time that IMS visited the track was back in 2014, and it was 104 laps that were turned by the victorious number 5 Action Express Racing Corvette of Jao Barbosa and Christian Fittipaldi, who took the win in the Daytona prototype class. Meanwhile, the other 2014 class winners were 
Jack Hawksworth and Christopher Cumming for RSR Racing in the Prototype Challenge class. On the GTLM side, it was the number 93 Dodge Viper, driven by Jonathan Bomarito and Kuno Whitmer. And finally, in GTD, it was the number 63 Scuderia Corsa Ferrari of Jeff Westfall and Alessandro Balzan. Weather for this race looks to be good, according to Racecast Weather. They're calling for temperatures in the mid-70s all weekend with a very small chance of rain on race day, so... Everything looking pretty nice on that front. And depending on who you're rooting for, the standings might look pretty good as well. We'll start off with the GTP standings, where the Wayne Taylor Racing number 10 Acura leads the GTP class with 2,171 points. That is a 14-point advantage over the number 31 Wheel and Engineering Cadillac. The top four cars in this class all still have a pretty realistic path to getting back into this championship so hopefully we'll be faced with some pretty good championship battles heading into petit le mans in lmp2 it's number 52 pr1 matheson motorsports entry that has a 45 point lead over the number 11 tds racing entry in lmp3 it is riley motorsports at number 74 ligier has dominated this season they have 1495 points that is 251 points ahead of the number 13 aw Duquesne. Pretty good chance we're probably going to be talking about Riley Motorsports having locked up the championship coming out of this race. In GTD Pro, it's number 14, Vassar Sullivan Lexus, that leads with 3,165 points. That is a 144-point advantage over the number 3 Corvette. And we talked about the championship being wrapped up. Well, the number 1, Paul Miller Racing BMW, they can wrap it up this weekend. Uh, They have a 375-point advantage over the number 27 Heart of Racing Aston Martin. When it comes to picking a winner here in the GTP class, just the way that this track is set up and and the way that it is, I have a feeling that it's going to be a pretty good battle between BMW and Porsche in this one. With that in mind, I'm going to go with the number 24 BMW to shake off some of the bad luck that they've had at other points this season and pick up their first win of the year. In LMP2, I'm rolling with Era Motorsport. They've looked much better as of late, and I think they're going to pull out a really strong race here in Indy. In LMP3, just don't bet against the 74. There's a reason why they've won every race in the class this season. Well, every points paying race. They did not win the Rolex 24. But if you're looking for someone to break their trend, then I'm keeping an eye on the number 13 AWA Duquesne. They have quietly had a very strong season this year. And it would not surprise me to see them standing on the top step of the podium. In GTD Pro, give me the FAF Porsche. I mean, these BOP adjustments have to help that Porsche at some point, right? And in GTD, I'm going to take the Korthoff Preston Motorsports Mercedes. Mercedes has been strong on this track. Uh, It was a Mercedes that won the Indy 8 hour last year. Actually, to tie it all back together, I'm pretty sure that was a Lone Star racing car that won the Indy 8 hour last year. I could be wrong, but regardless, the Mercedes combined with their large BOP adjustment, I think that's going to help them, and I think they're going to be really strong here this weekend. What are your picks, though? Let me know down in the comments. Now, there are going to be a number of support series present at Indy this weekend, but one that I find pretty intriguing is the four-hour-long Michelin Pilot Challenge race that takes place on Saturday. The race is going to be pretty unique because it's going to act as almost a trial run for many of the lighting systems around the track. 
contract that are expected to be used for next year's six-hour Michelin Endurance Cup race at Indy. It's also going to feature a very healthy grid, featuring 28 GS cars and 16 TCR entries. There should be some great racing that takes place on Saturday evening. The rest of the weekend calendar, though, is going to start off with the Lamborghini Super Trofeo Series. Race 1 for them gets underway Saturday at 11.45 a.m. Eastern Time. Of course, you can catch that on IMSA TV. Following that up at 12.55 on Saturday is going to be IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship qualifying, also available on IMSA TV. At 2.25, it's going to be Race 1 for the Porsche Carrera Cup. Again, you guessed it, you can find that on IMSA TV. And rounding out the day starting at 4.25 p.m. on Saturday is the Michelin Pilot Challenge and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway 240. You can catch that race on IMSA TV or Peacock. Turn the calendar over to Sunday and it's bright and early at 9.35 a.m. Eastern Time for race two of the Porsche Carrera Cup North America. That will be on IMSA TV and followed soon after by the Lamborghini Super Trofeo Series for race two of their weekend. That goes at 10.35 a.m. Eastern Time. And the weekend is rounded out at 1 p.m. Eastern Time on NBC and IMSA TV for the TireRack.com Battle on the Bricks. Well, as I talked about a moment ago, the championship battles are really coming to a head. Teams are going to be battling really hard this weekend, especially if you're in the championship fight, to make sure that you're set up in a good position for the season-ending Motul Petit Le Mans. I'm sure there's going to be lots of stories to talk about in our recap episode. But before we go, I just want to give a big shout out to all of the Patreon supporters if you too want to support the show, then you can head to patreon.com slash offintheesses. Once again, though, thanks for tuning in. I hope everyone has a great race weekend. It doesn't go off in the S's.